What's up? This is episode 31 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. That's right. 31 episodes. We're bringing you the Mike Piazza of podcast, the Jamal Lewis's, the Reggie Miller's, the Greg Maddox's, the world's greatest runner of all time, one Steve Prefontaine. There you go. Pablo Montoya. Oh, did you say Pablo? Juan Pablo Montoya. He's a guy. Nope. I think he said runner. Did you say runner? Runner, as in Forrest Gump, who was 31. Oh. Oh. Guys, we got a we got a jam packed episode here. I'm your host Logan Bryant. We got Chris Collette, Matthew Hickman. Um, we're talking some coronavirus because that's all anybody and everybody's talking about. We're going to talk a little NFL free agency. Um, we may even get to a little golf. Talk a little Crystal Burger. But guys, before we go any further, are you guys surviving? Anybody sick? Coughing? You know. Um I have been known to come down with a cold or two in the past. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm feeling great. Ooh. I have colds. I shake them off. I move on. Right now I'm feeling good. Chris, do you believe Hickman that he does not have an illness right now? Um, no. I mean, he's had an <laughs> illness for about six years running. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. How, how badly do these illnesses affect me? Well, uh, we did go on a trip, and everybody refused to sleep in the same bed as you. Or <laughs> yeah, room. it worked out for me just fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good call. Uh, that happened two years in a row. <laughs> Get <Exactly>. him. <laughs> Chris, give us a little quick update there on Cookville. How how things uh, going up there? Uh, things are kind of stabilizing a little bit. Uh no more people have died that I've heard of, so that's uh, always a positive. I do know there's still some people in the hospital, uh, kind of not in the best of shape, but I haven't heard any negative stuff, so that, that's good. No news is good news on that front. Um, as far as the cleanup cleanup efforts, it's kind of a slow process. Uh, you have insurance, you have FEMA there. Uh, you have to just go through everything by procedure. Um, for instance, all debris has to actually be weighed. Uh, somehow Cookville, FEMA pays them based off the weight of the debris. It's it's insanity. I don't understand it. How uh, do you weigh debris? You take it to the dump and they weigh your vehicle. And then before you go and then they weigh it after. And the difference is what you. So if you have debris from the storm damage, you have to tell them it's a it's an ordeal there. Uh but their the volunteer efforts are still outstanding. Uh, they have more volunteers than they actually have per like use for right now. Uh, it's just a flood of the like it's just too many people in such a small area. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, people still are giving blood. I get blood at my work this week. Uh, hate giving blood, but it's for a good cause. So I'll suck it up for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Cookville's doing. Doing solid. The mayor, uh, they, uh, that's one thing I was going to say. Um, if you're donating money, make sure you're doing like donating to an actual legitimate fund. Uh, I think I shared four GoFundMes on our Facebook page uh, last week. All four are legit. They're good places to go. And also, the city of Cookville has a donation. They have a $3 million goal. Last I saw, they're around 500000 raised. And that money is going to go straight to the tornado victims. So, 
if you're donating money, make sure you're donating to actual legitimate thing and not some scam. Because while a lot of this has shown the best in people, it's also shown, shown the worst in some others. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Thanks for that update, man. Um, you've been doing a good job, you know, sharing stories, keeping keeping everybody updated there on the Facebook page. Um, so if you're looking for somebody specific to help out, to donate to, Chris has uh, got a few connections there that hit close to home. Guys, we got breaking news here on Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. The SEC has decided there will be no more fans at the SEC tournament games after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so bad wow. for those bartenders. <laughs> so those uh, those twenty thousand Kentucky fans. Uh, how many of them go home? How many of them keep their hotel reservations? Um, I mean, either the bars are going to be packed for the next three days from sun up to sundown, or it's going to be barren. But my goodness, um, I I went to the SEC tournament uh, Sunday. Kentucky was playing uh, maybe two or three years ago. And bars we pretty opened. much play on Sunday every year, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bar, <laughs> bars opened at, I want to say it was like 8 a.m. Just for oh Kentucky gosh. fans. Good. We, we oh. got down, downtown at 9 a.m. And you had some drunk-ass Kentucky fans already. It was, <laughs> but I think the game started at 11, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. And these fans were hammered. So those Kentucky fans, they already had the reservation. Uh, they're, they're like, give me a refund for my ticket so I can afford more $6 beers and $12 bourbons. And they're going to live it up downtown. Those, I feel bad for the bartenders because I think the only thing worse than Kentucky fans are Alabama fans. And they're basically <laughs> the same. They, some of them are the same in that case. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky pretty much dominates the SEC tournament. They're the one seed, so they'll be playing noon games every day, um, noon central. There are several distilleries there in and around Lexington that were already taking over bars for different you know, releases and things like that. Um, but my goodness. Guys, what's it going to be like to play a game with no fans in the stands? Because here, here's my take. I don't think this is I, – I, I think TV stations are going to have a conniption fit. I'm a Kentucky fan. Our coach is John Calipari. John Calipari loves to do one thing, and that is yell and scream and say whatever he wants with no fans in the stands. We're talking cussing. We're talking slander to refs, to players, to the other coach. I mean, are we going to have announcers talking, you know, like this is the Masters and the on the 18th hole using their golf voices as guys are shooting free throws? Are we going to have competing announcers yelling at each other? I mean, Hickman, what does this look like when we play an NCAA tournament game with no fans in the stands? I don't know, but it's going to be a moment in time we'll remember. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, it's um, I, the the boom mics down on the on the court. They're they're not going to be there. Um, you know, those those little things where you try to pick up. Uh, uh, nobody's mic'd up now. You're you're well, actually, on the other hand, everybody's mic'd up. So. Yeah, you're going right. to pick up some things. It's going to be something we've never we've never seen before. Um, I think any of us who have played rec league basketball knows what it's like to play basketball in front of no one. And <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the only the only thing like point of reference I had was uh, was it like the 08, 08 SEC basketball tournament when there was a tornado in Atlanta, yeah, and uh, Georgia went on this crazy run and beat like a really good Tennessee team and a really good Kentucky team. 
and won the tournament and got an at-large, or not an at-large, got the SEC qualifying bid. And the final two games were played at Georgia Tech with basically no fans. And it's just this eerie, strange thing. Um, Other thing I can think of is early 80s, NBC chose to broadcast an NFL game without any broadcasters just to show what that would look like without that. So either way, it's going to be something memorable. There's going to be a bunch of bleeped f bombs. I don't know if they're going to have to change it to like a 10 second delay. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have to do that. Like crazy delay. Yeah, because they can't bleep that live. There's going to be a stupid delay that's going to make everybody mad um, because you're going to get the alerts on your phone first. I mean, Chris, at this point, do you not just take it out of these big arenas and go straight Hoosier style? put it in some high school gym and just let the parents of the players, you know, and, and relatives sit in the stands. Absolutely. Um, I know they've already talked about the final four being moved. I assume they're moving it to Georgia tech cause it's yeah. in Atlanta small. Uh, there's no reason to be in a football stadium for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, with no, no, no. Nobody in the stands. You can't shoot in a football stadium. I, with the, I know going back 300 feet. And they said the, uh, the sec, uh, I say second round, the second weekend or whatever you want to call it, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. They're talking about moving those to smaller sites as well. Uh, I think you have to go to maybe even like Division Three schools, Division Two, whatever a nice small arena is in that area, and just go there because it doesn't matter like the facilities. I mean, it's yep, nobody there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's insanity. Do you guys think coaches will coach different at this point? Um, certain ones definitely will coach differently. And you have Will Wade over there. I'm just going to watch LSU's tournament game just to hear what he has to say. Because, I mean, he, he, I haven't, I, I'm, I would think you're going to hear almost every word that he screams. And I think every other word that he screams is the F bomb. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to LSU watching them play. Or Coach He's K. He's going to get fired. Coach K is good for a, a damn it. Oh, Anytime, yeah. like all the time, just sitting there like, <clears throat> so our boy, our boy, Rick Barnes is going to come out smelling like a rose. It's going to be just fine. Good old Deacon Barnes. <laughs> the problem is he is who he is. Problem is going to be all the players on the court yelling mm-hmm. and cussing and talking trash. So I, I hope we get a good trash talk down low at some point. I, um, I did see some suggestion where they were like, Hey, they should just, enhance the on-court audio so that we can hear everything because the, it, it's going to be a weird experience. I think that's said it's just going to be different. I don't know what to expect really, but he's like, yeah, they should go all in on just getting the actual feel. I will be glad that I don't have to listen to garbage music all the time. That's what <laughs> yeah. they with me. I mean, I'm glad they're at least playing it. You know, the uh, you got some of these conferences that have just decided, you know, they're not playing at all. The Ivy league canceled their tournament. I mean, you know, you got to feel bad for those seniors. Um, there was somebody on, I can't remember if it was Harvard or Yale, a senior has 998 points, career points. Um, thought he had oh. at least one more game to get to 1,000, and, and his career's over. Um, I, I have seen where Yale may pull out of the NCAA tournament. Oh, really? Possibility. FYI, mm. to all the, I mean, all the degenerate gamblers out there. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal, guys. My understanding is with the coronavirus, if you're under 60 and fairly healthy, you probably don't have a whole lot to worry about. But if you're over 60 and get this, this could potentially be life or death. Um, most of the players, I assume, are under 60 in, in the NCAA. 
but I'm pretty confident the coaches are majority over 60. Um, I mean, worst case scenario is some team gets this, uh, you know, in the tournament and all of a sudden at that point, what do you do? I mean, you're starting to come out and you're seeing over in Europe, some of the premier league players are testing positive at this point and they're trying to figure out what do we do um, at this but whatever um, you do, Leonard Hamilton, seventy-one years old, coach of Florida State. Yep, looking amazing like for seventy-one. Hamilton. He does, man. He's, like he's, he's a beast. I, I hope they make a deep run. They deserve it. Um, but whatever you guys do, don't pull a Rudy Gobert. And <laughs> in a press conference two days ago, when he was asked about potentially playing games without fans and the coronavirus. He said he wasn't scared, he wasn't worried, and he'd play however they had to play. And he made a um, uh, made sure that after the press conference that he physically touched every microphone and shook every reporter's hand as he walked out. Guys, Rudy Gobert didn't play yesterday due to illness. Rudy Gobert is in the hospital today for coronavirus. Didn't tested for it. Didn't tested, listeners. Whatever you do, don't be like Rudy Gobert. Um, I know there's a lot of a lot of talk out there about you know this is an overreaction and my goodness, what are we doing? Um, my understanding is we're trying to prevent this country from turning into Italy. Who you know, buddy of mine who lives over there just told me today that they have locked down um, the country and starting tomorrow, all stores, if you're unless you're a grocery store or a pharmacy, are to remain closed for the next two weeks. I mean, that's some scary stuff. Um, one, for people living there. But two, I imagine there's several businesses that probably won't ever. I mean, you got those mom and pop shops that are probably never going to recover from this. So from an economic standpoint, it's awful. Our own president just announced that no more travel to Europe for the next 30 days for anybody, unless you're going to United Kingdom. Um, but guys, the coronavirus is a version of the flu uh, best I can tell. Why is every grocery store slash Amazon out of toilet paper? In I mean, the most it, is this, is this dire giving you the, of circumstances. Is this giving you the Hershey squirts, Hickman? No, I mean, That's as terrible as my sinuses are, my stomach is iron. Of this. Yeah. Uh, it's whatever point like hysteria reaches, you definitely want to make sure you're able to wipe your own butt. Properly. I guess that's it. The more concerned you are with anything, like let's take that in consideration first. My, my wife told me that um, toilet paper is made in China, and there's worries about getting it over here. And that that's wait, where wait 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 I can get Corona in my butt. <laughs> no, getting the toilet the, the toilet paper <laughs> shipped to yeah. the United States. I know. Yeah, she said that's the issue, and yeah. I was just like, babe, I hope what you is- have a lot in the. Closet. But if somebody could get it in their butt, I would give it to Matthew Hickman. <laughs> you don't mess with the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, breaking news. Third time on episode 31 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. NBA is suspending the regular season. No. They have put a pause on the regular season. The NBA has as of tonight. What? And our fantasy playoffs are supposed to start next week. Oh, I know. I'm in You're in it. You're in, I'm in it right now. Playoffs. Oh, guys. Oh, my goodness. This is LeBron got his way. He said he wasn't going to play without fans. This oh. is crazy. 
This is crazy, boys. This, we we're, we're, we're getting it right now. This is... I mean, do y'all remember back in the day when we all thought we were going to open the mail and die of anthrax? I do yeah. remember that. So, but none of us thought we were going to have that happen. It was always people that were, you know, in positions of power. Oh, no. I At thought, the time, I, thought, I was I like... There was, a, there was a letter coming to me with anthrax in it. I was convinced. Yeah, at the time, I'm pretty sure I was like youth minister of Thorn Grove Christian Church. So I don't think there was going to be an anthrax letter to me. I did not have that much, you know, clout at the time. Oh, man. So, guys, the SEC tournament had fans tonight for their two games. Georgia Bandy played still there. Uh, Bandy playing Arkansas. I've, I've been told it's the most fans for a Wednesday night session of the SEC tournament ever. <laughs> um, guys, this will be the last public sporting event with fans until when, Hickman? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say mid-April. <laughs> well, Rudy Gobert just tested positive. Oh, Rudy. Yeah. Rudy Gobert <laughs> just he is feeling good, strong, and stable and was feeling strong enough to play tonight per this tweet I just read. Um, this is, so guys, this is nuts. We're getting a full-on, like... Internet so some, like national meltdown. So some reporter gave it to some reporter had it and gave it to Ruby Rudy Gobert. Is that what we're saying? Apparently, and now he's licked all um, the microphones. Those, those NBA players they go to some sketchy places when they're on the road. So that's James Harden. Exactly. So I'm thinking of like the next big public sporting events. Um, let's see. So it's, it's outdoor stuff's okay, right? So, like, NASCAR and the XFL will continue? No. I don't think so. Okay, so no fans. I mean, the right, XFL Major League is, Baseball is starting, right? When, when's, when's opening day, Chris? Um, it's like March 26th or something like that. Will that happen? No. Will, okay. will the Kentucky Derby happen? Horses can't get coronavirus, so yes. But the two million people in Louisville can. That was a joke. <laughs> I shouldn't be joking. Apparently, Higman, we're in. We're over here in Kentucky, running around like our freaking pets. Pets are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we live like twenty minutes away, right? <laughs> oh man! So I don't know I, what's to happen, guys. But this I is think Memorial Day is probably the next. Uh, oh, you're going into like. Late May, wow. Yeah. So I, so, I mean, so no Kentucky Derby. Oh. I, I I mean they might have it, but it'll be horses and trainers only. So in what year will there be a thirty for thirty re- released oh. on the coronavirus? The year sports went silent. Oh. I would say like two years from now. Oh. It's coming. Know. It's all I can say, guys. <laughs> and I don't want to get too much into this whole political thing of coronavirus, but here's the deal. You jump online and you are either convinced you're you're getting this and you're going to die, or this is all some big scam, probably by the liberal media that's, that's concocted all this. You've got people out there that, you know, claim that they're experts and they know all this stuff about the coronavirus and the flu and you take a couple essential oils and you're you're cured from this thing. You don't have to worry about it. Um, we're all experts of everything. If you have something to say, you're probably biased. Um, I mean, the CDC says common sense. You wash your hands. 
listeners out there, wash your hands. But Tito's, Chris's favorite vodka, came out there and made sure with their PSA, they made sure that they said, hey, guys, do not use our vodka to make your own hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer needs to be a minimum of 60% alcohol. Tito's is only 40. Um, so, I mean, I've seen several of these bourbon groups that I'm on online have talked about different bourbons that, to make hand sanitizer. Don't do it, people. Um, get on Amazon. You may have to wait a few days. Um, no, you can't get it. Is it is it sold out? Yeah, yeah no, it's sold out. Oh, you ain't getting it. I'm well, I'm pissed off about because isopropyl alcohol. I use it to start my grill, and they are sold out of that shit everywhere. And I'm like, no. these people don't know I need to start my grill. I mean, I grill four nights a week, so oh, disaster there. Wait, also, don't waste four nights a that. week. What? You yeah. grill four nights a week. Yeah, my wife doesn't cook anymore. I don't know what's up with that. Burger King doesn't grill four nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Hickman. You had a funny one there. Thank um, you. Thank you. Guys, we have vaguely mentioned this. The three of us are planning on running a half marathon. <laughs> running like- the relative term. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. Yeah. At the, we were, at we the- were planning on completing 13.1 miles. 13.1 miles. Yes. 13 miles in two weeks, guys. It'll, it'll Knox, take me two weeks. Yes, Knoxville just canceled a music uh, concert, a music um, event, show, whatever it's called. I'm real big into music. I know these things. Um, that's that same weekend. What are the odds, first of all, that this marathon happens? And two, how disappointed will you be? Um, Hickman, go first. <laughs> I th- like right now. I think we're at fifty fifty. As to whether or not it happens, I know you've been talking to your insider, but the more like the NBA just canceled the season. I feel like almost we can't travel to Europe. <laughs> yeah, the odds yeah. of gatherings of people in greater quant greater number than like a few hunt like a couple hundred. It's just it's just not happening. So maybe more. I'm talking this through. I think we're more like thirty percent. It's going to happen. Um, my like I will be. If we don't get together, I'd be super disappointed. Um, if I'm not there to run the race for which I have not trained enough, I won't be as disappointed. Um, frankly, I'm disappointed in myself for not having trained enough. Um, but if we got a, you know peaks showing up, we got a lot of you know people showing up. It'd be a, a, a real bummer if that doesn't happen. Um, Missing the race itself is ancillary, just because I oh, much you know. Smaller work. Come on now. Secondary is that work? Okay. <laughs> I think it's still the same length, Chris. <laughs> it is. Maybe longer. <laughs> I mean, both are four syllables. Chris, where are you at on this marathon? Um, I think there's like a ten percent chance it actually happens, and that may be optimistic on my part, saying ten percent. Uh, As far as disappointment goes, man, the last month I've had the world's shittiest weather to try to run in. It's either cold, it's either raining, there's some snow. Um, I think I've seen the sunshine like three days in the last month. Uh, So as far as that goes, I hope it does get canceled or postponed. So that gives me a little more time to have a semi-respectable time. It ain't getting postponed, uh, I can guarantee you that. But I will uh, 
regardless if it gets canceled or not, I'm still coming to Knoxville. So I hope it does. And I hope I come to Knoxville and hang out and we have a good time. Well, rumor, I mean, several states have announced, you know, recommendations of no large gatherings of people. And then you have some cities and states that have just come out and said, no, like we're banning groups over, you know, 100, 250 or something. Rumor had it, the uh, mayor or the mayor, the governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee, was waiting until after the SEC tournament to make that decision, make that recommendation, because he wanted the revenue in Nashville, especially after the tornadoes. Um, but this this may expedite it if you've got, I don't know how many people run the Knoxville Marathon, but I would assume 5,000 plus for that weekend. Um, I don't know if it's happening, but guys, let's talk about something that we do know. NFL free agency. We got some starting quarterbacks on the block. Let's start with the one we've already talked about. Chris, where does Tom Brady end up next year? I think he ends up in Vegas. Oh, uh, I, I think I don't think he ends up in New England. I think that ship sailed. I don't know uh, what's going on there. It's kind of a weird situation. And Belichick's always a guy that I mean, he's wanted to get rid of uh, Brady. I mean, before they got rid of Jimmy G. So this isn't something new for him. And Kraft's always stepped in. So I think the New England ship is sailed. I think it's Tennessee, Las Vegas, and then the Chargers. Uh, Chargers have no home. Tennessee is Tennessee, so I'm going to Vegas. Hickman? So I really hope I'm wrong. I think he plays in New England. I think Kraft steps in and it makes it happen. Nothing would make me happier, sports-wise, football-wise. Let's give that caveat. Then Brady going to some franchise like the Raiders, Chargers, whoever, and them still being as terrible as they were before. New England <laughs> inserts somebody, Brian Hoyer, um, Brian Tannehill, and they're Andy just Dalton. as good. Andy Jarrett Dalton. Stidham. Maybe not Jarrett Stidham. He's terrible. <laughs> um, look, Andy Dalton's a great example. With Andy Dalton as New England's quarterback, they go 11 and 5. I. <laughs> Still see, I would, I would love that. I would love to see. My, my theory for years has been that Brady has been in the greatest, the most stable, perfect environment for a quarterback his entire career, and outside of that bubble, that cocoon, he would not enjoy the same level of success. Granted, he's forty-three, so <laughs> if he falls off a cliff, the reason is he's forty-three. He's almost the age to where he's vulnerable to coronavirus, but. <laughs> Um, I would love to see that happen. It won't. He'll go back to New England. They'll win the division, and people will say he's the greatest ever. But I hope I'm. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Hickman Bray until until he is wearing a different uniform. I'm convinced Brady's going to be with New England forever. I think him and Belichick are both trying to outlast the other. Hundred um, percent. Because the culture in New England is is what it is. Um, they're both too old to try to build that somewhere else. And so I think they're both trying to outlast each other. Guys, we got another old guy that's a free agent. Drew Brees. Does anybody assume he goes anywhere but uh, New no. Orleans? New Orleans no is a lock. Okay. No chance. Stays in New Orleans. Somebody who I thought was a lock, but maybe getting a little bit more dicey. Uh, Dak Prescott. Is he going to sign with the Cowboys? The only way he doesn't, if Jerry does a Jerry and like goes and pays Brady too much money, 
Ooh. That's the only way I can see that happening is is that now that would be like the ultimate Jerry Jones move. Like the you know, not pay Dak and go get Tom Brady. I don't think it's happening. I think he pays Dak and I think they pay him too much and he stays there and he is, you know, he's fine. But I say he stays. I uh I don't think he's uh I don't think he signs an extension. I think he gets franchised. And I think no. Jerry's like Prove it another year, and I can see that. That's gonna be. I mean, I it wouldn't surprise me if Dak says, "Okay, I'm just gonna sit out the first ten games, and then I'll come back." Good luck with your season without me. Uh, <laughs> I I think that that one could get ugly because it's, I mean, it's way past time for a contract to be given to Dak, and it hasn't happened yet. So I, I think the franchise is inevitable, and I think it's gonna get very ugly, but. Ultimately, I think he stays with Dallas, but I don't. I don't know. It's a long-term extension. Yeah, all that to be said, I think Dak plays his his next NFL down in a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Mm-hmm. Long-term, who knows? But guys, we got a couple guys here that I don't know if they're going to stay at home or not. Famous Jameis Winston um, was, I think, second in the NFL in touchdowns thrown last year. With Tampa Bay, <laughs> I am a hundred percent confident he was first in the NFL in interceptions thrown um, last year. What happens to famous Jameis Hickman? Oh my goodness, this is a tricky one. I, I think there's some like random wild card that happens. Like I could see something weird happen and him going to like the Bears. Of course, I don't know. Not, not, as soon as I said that, I talked myself out of it because the Bears <laughs> already have a feast or famine quarterback who's mostly famine. It just raises the ceiling a little bit. Um, um, if I told I, you that Jameis Winston had LASIK surgery in the offseason, does that change your opinion at all? If the reason he was bad was because he couldn't see, <laughs> then I would think it's especially hilarious because the reason Vinny Testaverde was so bad for the Bucks, and when he threw 35 interceptions in 1988 is because dude was colorblind and lied about it. So that's pretty hilarious that the Bucks just managed to find quarterbacks with vision impairments. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, Jameis, I could see something where nothing really works out and reluctantly he signs back with the Bucks. Nobody's going to – I just can't see anybody paying too much for that guy, right? Chris, um, I have no clue where he goes. Uh, the Chargers is my best guess. Uh, he's he's. Uh, I think right now he's better than Philip Rivers as far as quarterbacks in twenty twenty. Uh, the twenty twenty version. I'd I'd rather have Jameis over Philip Rivers. Uh, I could see that. Maybe maybe the Dolphins on a one year kind of. Hey, we can come here and that makes sense. And we'll let you do whatever you want so we can kind of tank for Trevor Lawrence again. Uh, just make sure to keep throwing your pick mm. sixes. Uh, those, those are two teams that I really – Miami and the Chargers are the teams that I could be like, okay, I could kind of see that. I think the Tampa ship has sailed completely because I do remember the, the Arians quote where it was like, <laughs> I mean, if uh, I mean, you saw who I was working with. I mean, uh, could it get any worse? <laughs> So. Yeah, he basically said something like, "Well, if we won six games with uh, with Winston at quarterback, imagine how many we could win with a good quarterback." Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think he stays put, but man, I don't know if somebody else is willing to bring him in as a starter. Um, I mean, he is what he is. He'll win you some games, but he's going to lose you some too. 
which is kind of why I think the Dolphins don't run the dice because he's going to win too many games for them. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure where he ends up, but I mean, I could see a, a situation where Winston and Phillip Rivers swap teams. I feel like Bruce Arians is the kind of guy who would take a guy like Phillip Rivers and just let him let him chuck it 40 times uh, a game. But Phillip Rivers is not staying um, with the Chargers. So where does he end up, Chris? I think he's Indy bound. Uh, I, it, it, Carolina Carolina's a weird one, too. I know they've said they want to keep Cam, but I'm not sold that that's actually going to happen. And if they move from Cam, I could see Rivers being a short-term fit there. Uh, Rivers has a ton of connections with the coaching staff in Indy, so that's why I said Indy. Uh, I think that's a smart money play. Hickman, any chance that Phillip Rivers ends up with the Titans? Yeah. Yeah, my my, my answer was going to be the, um, you know, the AFC South. Let me just Either stop me. recording real fast. <laughs> it never happened. That's all I could miss, Chris. <laughs> Chris, yeah, he'll – yeah, the uh, – yeah, apocalypse – football apocalypse – for Chris, he finds a new NFL team to cheer for for one year. You know, it's going to be interesting with those dominoes, but I, either the Colts or the, um, yeah, or the uh, or the Titans. Bucks. I can see it happening. And then, as I mentioned, that last guy there, Ryan Tannehill, is he a starter in the NFL next year? Absolutely. Tampa makes sense. That makes like I could see Arians with him and having a much high, much much higher floor. My gosh. Um, and that's a team that could improve significantly. Like, look at the quarterbacks he's had. He's always, when he's succeeded, he's had high floor guys. And I, well, I guess Tannehill's floor isn't that high. But his, say he's with the Dolphins <laughs> for a while, and that was a pretty low floor. Yeah, but but what uh, what <laughs> what um, what floor was decent with the Dolphins for the past six years? I, he he's back in Nashville. He's with the Titans. Uh, He's perfect for that team. Uh, I think in 2020, he's a better fit for the Titans than Tom Brady. Um, There were so many plays this year that Tannehill picked up a first down just to extend the drive with his legs, something that Tom Brady has no prayer of doing these days. So Tannehill stays in Nashville. I think it'll be like a eh, something like a four-year deal with half of it guaranteed first two years. So a little partial. What's your best case scenario for the Titans starting quarterback in 2020? Ryan Tannehill. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I would say lines. Patrick Mahomes, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm realist. I, I mean, know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If, if somehow uh, the Titans could pull off a Dak for Tannehill trade, that, that would probably be best case for the Titans. Rapid fire. State your favorite team and who do you expect to be their starting quarterback next year? I'll start off. I'm a Bengals fan. Joe Burrow's our starting quarterback week one next year. Hickman? Pittsburgh Steelers, the most overrated quarterback of his generation, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Book it. Yeah. Book it. There you go. It's guys, we, uh, we talked a little golf last week. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did mention – um, that a European would probably win, and I don't know if you saw, but uh, a guy named Tyrell Hatton, I am told he is European, and he won it. He's from England, so he's still allowed to come over to the United States. Yep. So, I'm not going to say I told you boys so, but um, 
I kind of told you boys so. <laughs> the fifth major in golf, the Players' Championship, is this week. Um, guys, I don't know if you know this, but in the Players, the 17th green is par three, and it is, what, Chris, 160, 170? Um, less than that. It plays anywhere from 120 to 155. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's- and, and it's just right there. I mean, surrounded by nothing but water. It's not, it's not tiny, but it's not big. It's, uh, what's well, it a good size green. Um, but it, it's very undulated. Like you have to, you have to be on the right level for wherever the hole placement is, or it's a tough two putt. Hickman, Chris is over here talking about two putting. How many how many shots has it taken you from tee to green to land on that green? Because the drop the drop zone is not much further. It's not well, much it's a, of a difference. Hundred yard shot from the drop zone. Like it's not much difference from the tee box. Uh, how yeah. many shots is it? How many balls has it taken you to get on that green? So I think my strategy would just be to take the old putter and uh, hit it as hard as I could with the putter, straight as I could. Uh, try to skip it on the water. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the plan. Just like a rock. Oh. No, um, I I'm not hitting it. it I'm golf. See me golf. One out I, of one out of one out of fifteen get there. Who knows if it's going to be number one, number or number fifteen? But somewhere in there, one of them hits. I I would just take my drop immediately. Well, I thought I had a crazy idea. Um, my plan was to sneak in the hand wedge off the tee and just chuck me about three or four balls to land on the green. I feel like that's the only chance I've got. Um, it's taken me a minimum of five shots to try to touch the green, and that's just a hope and a prayer. Chris, where are you at? It'll take me uh, two shots. First shot might hit, might not, but after the first shot, I kind of know what the wind's doing and have a good idea. I'll find the green. Probably not in the right spot on the green, but I'd find the green on the second shot. Well, guys, something we all have experience in. There are a couple of uh, of food deals going on right now, and we need to figure out what the best deal is. Panera has $8.99 coffee for a month. All you can drink coffee, iced or hot coffee, for an entire month for right at $9. I don't drink coffee. So I don't know if that's a good deal or not. Uh, somebody told me in Nashville that $5 for a cup of coffee was expensive. <laughs> that's my reference point at this point. Or yes. <laughs> Crystal, $7.99, all you can eat. Uh, Crystal sliders, their little mini pup dogs, and fries. Chris, what's the better deal? Panera $9 for coffee all month or Crystal $8 all you can eat? I'm going to go with none of the above. Uh, I don't drink coffee. I'm not getting coffee. My wife mentioned about getting the eight ninety nine Panera thing. I live 45 minutes from the nearest Panera. So no, I, she told me that and I just looked at her like, what the hell are you even thinking? Uh, not sure she was thinking. I don't know. Hope she listens to this part of it because that was an asinine suggestion on her part. Uh, but Crystal, I, good God, I, I don't hate myself that much that I'm going to go eat all you can eat crystal right now. So I don't want either one of those deals. I would rather just pay somebody $9 and do neither one of those. Oh, well, as I mentioned, I'm not a coffee drinker. 
but I feel like every time the wife goes to Starbucks, it's three or four dollars. And if you're going there more than twice a week, I mean, you're getting Panera coffee all month for what you're paying at Starbucks for, you know, once or twice a week. But guys, I'm still trying to lose about 15 pounds before this half marathon. More than 15. And I'm confident if I spend $8 at Crystal, I am losing more weight than what I'm putting on. Um, So better deal is Crystal because I get to eat it and then I get to lose it real fast. Hickman? All right. So it depends on your state in life. This may not be the greatest answer, but so there was, you know, there were several years where I, I made about 600 bucks a month. And in that time period, I would have told you that the 799 crystal deal was pretty great because I could go for lunch at crystal and y'all, y'all have seen me eat. I can, I can put it away. There was a time when I ate 40 slices of pizza, which one of y'all were there. I actually I don't think either of y'all were there for it. It was Logan's wedding. Chris decided to skip it, and Logan was doing something else. Thank you, anyway. Chris. No problem. Yeah, he had a softball tournament, I think. Pretty much. Uh, and I could the the seven ninety nine crystal deal. I would have eaten enough to sustain me for a couple days, which is a pretty good deal. Um, right now I. Uh, I'm at a point where I think the eight ninety nine coffee is an incredible deal because even a McDonald's coffee is a dollar a day is is a buck for for any size coffee eight ninety nine for a month that's pretty awesome it's please know it's drip coffee only iced or hot um I think I will probably sign up for this in the next day or two um, I, of course granted my Panera is like right down the street from work so that helps. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna jump here into a hotly contested chug sip rapport. Um, one that I am confident a presidential candidate could win, regardless of which side of the aisle they sit on. Daylight savings time happened over the weekend. I don't know how your all's households are faring. I've got a four year old who is still trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, he is on the struggle bus. Chris. Chuck said, "Rapport, this whole uh, daylight savings time thing we keep doing." Uh, I why why do we when November hits? Why would we ever change it back? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best time. I don't give a damn if it's dark when I go to work, but when I get off work, I like to. I, I said I grill four nights a week. It's nice when it's sunny until seven o'clock, and then into the summer it's sunny till almost nine o'clock, eight eight thirty to nine o'clock here. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, it's nice getting off work and feeling like I still have part of my day left. Uh, so I'm chugging daylight savings time. Uh, huge fan. Yeah, I don't understand why we had to change because the days were already getting longer. It was already staying, you know, warm longer uh, or uh, still light longer. Um, I don't know anybody that likes this whole daylight savings time thing. It's easier to sleep in in the morning because it's still dark, but man, again, I don't know anybody that likes it, anybody that's for it. This is dated. The farmers, you know, their tractors are all running on GPS these days anyway, so I'm I'm pouring this out. I'm a hard pour. Hickman, where are you at? Yeah, I don't know why we'd ever change it. My dad would always say in uh, in November, whenever he's like, this is the worst day of the year. <laughs> Without fail, every year. 
And then in January, the best day of the year, not January, March, the March. best day of the year. So I, I felt that way when I woke up Sunday morning. I was like, oh, hallelujah. Great day. Of course, the Logan. same thing, Logan. I've got a four. I got a three year old who, Daddy, it's light outside. It's not time for bed. Oh, gosh, yes. My my kid, like, I thought he would sleep longer. He's 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 waking up an hour earlier now. Yes. What the hell's wrong with this kid? Yeah, I don't understand kids. Like, you let him stay up a little bit, and all of a sudden, like, you let him stay up an extra hour to finish a movie or something, a family movie night, and then instead of waking up at six thirty, they're up at five o'clock the next morning. I'm like, kid. I don't understand yeah. physio- physiologically how this works, man. Like your body should just naturally sleep more. Kids do the opposite. Um, speaking of supporting their kids, guys, Vernon Carey, uh, Duke freshman, was the leading vote recipient for all ACC, finishing with 367 points. Trey Jones had 348. Last I checked, 367 was more than 348. But the ACC decided to give Trey Jones the player of the year because Coach K and Duke did not nominate Vernon Carey for the award. I don't know what's worse here. Uh, Coach K not nominating him or the ACC sticking to their guns and, and still requiring coaches to nominate players for the coach of the year. Chris, Chug Sipper Pork, Vernon Carey should have been the ACC player of the year. I chug that he should have been. Uh, why do you have to nominate players? That's the <laughs> most important thing. Uh, Logan, I think you're the one that put this on the outline, and I was like, "There's no way this is real." So I googled it and looked it up, and sure enough, it it was real. And defensive player of the year, um, Virginia nominated the wrong person for that too, and <laughs> some guy got more votes than the guy they nominated, so it went to a different guy. It's dumb. Like whoever gets the most votes should win it. Also, while we're talking postseason awards like this, the OVC does something stupid where there's like eight or ten players that are first team, all OVC. Um, yes, there's only five too. players. There's only five players that deserve that honor. Um, five starters. Just just pick five. For the half marathon, I'm all for participation trophies. Um, <laughs> for, for all tournament, yeah. I just need five. You can be first, second, third team if you want. 15 players tops. We're done there. I put this on the outline because I love to make fun of Coach K when he does stupid stuff like this. K, I'm sorry, man, but you've been coaching for like 60 years of your life. You know that you nominate your best player for the award. Um, But again, I think it's stupid that you have to. And I think it's just as stupid as Chris said. I mean, the SEC does the same thing. They have like eight players on the first team all SEC. Nope. Five players in the court. That's all we need are five um, first team. I mean, they already have like three all-conference teams anyway. Like there's room to put guys on there. Hickman, where do you stand on Vernon Carey being the ACC player of the year? The only thing that needs to be gleaned from this discussion is poor nominations. There's no reason that anybody should be nominated or have to be nominated to win the award. Thank you. If you play basketball you in, for for that league, you are eligible. So the person with the most points should win it. Simple as that. It's ridiculous. So that's the only thing. Hard poor nominations. I'm done talking uh, about it. Hickman, that's a great idea. I saw this on Twitter today. Um, for the next presidential election, we need to go mass singer style. Saw that too. Put everybody, so put everybody in a costume, 
and let them go through a debate and then you vote and then after the election they take off their mask and you figure out who you voted for you know none of this nomination stuff you vote for whoever you want to i'm with hickman screw nominations just pick who you want um all right I love it. Removing the buy. It would be so much cheaper. Imagine all the money that we save from campaign finance reform. I mean, sure, I'll pay for the elaborate costume and voice, you know, <laughs> voice disguising software. That's fine. Uh, sure that is a lot cheaper than all the, uh, you know, stump speeches. So I'm in. Well, I don't know how expensive uh, weighted blankets are, you guys, uh, but they have become $45. has become the bane of my existence on our on our king size bed. Um, Two. My wife has been using a weighted blanket for a couple years now. I'm waiting for the door to open and her to run in here. Um, she had like a five-pound weighted blanket. That wasn't a big deal. That one got donated to our eight-year-old daughter, and she then jumped up to a 15-pound weighted blanket. One would think it's that's not that big of a deal. Um, but guys, I cannot physically move this 15 pound weighted blanket in my sleep. And so for some reason I toss and turn all the time that blanket, it drives me nuts. You can't move it. It is the heaviest thing on earth. Um, again, 15 pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but in your sleep, you can't move that thing. So she basically get, we have a king size bed. She takes up three fourths of it with this, this weighted blanket it's the worst invention ever, but she swears by it and claims she can't sleep without it now. Hickman, your wife has one. Hard pour on the way to blankets. I don't understand their purpose. Why would somebody want to sleep with 15 pounds on their body? Uh, but it's for somebody who doesn't sleep with one, it's the worst. Yeah, hard, hard pour as well. I mean, I've slept with an extra 15 pounds just for my own body weight for a long time, so I was happy to shed that. <laughs> Wouldn't willingly put it back on in the form of a blanket. Um. Yeah, Alicia has one. What happens? It ends up like crumpling in the middle of the bed, and then it steals all your covers, and then you wake up and you're cold. It's it's yeah, not not a fan at all. If, and if you listen to this one, Alicia. I'm sorry. You can keep it, but I'm not a fan. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but 15 pounds for some reason when it's a blanket, it is hard to move. Like Hickman said, it it's ridiculous. Bunch- it bunches up in the middle of the bed, and you can't move that thing. No, no, you can't. It's it's unreasonably heavy in the middle of the night. <laughs> Chris, do you suffer from the same weighted blanket syndrome that um, we do? Thankfully, Liz does not sleep with the weighted blanket. Uh, don't get any ideas, Liz. Uh, we, we went on vacation, and the vacation uh, house we rented had one. And I was like, this is the most weird, disturbing thing ever. I sleep with a 35 pound three-year-old that (laughs) refuses to use any covers whatsoever and just kicks his covers off of him and i'm the opposite i just like pull my covers over my head basically so me and my kid fight all night over the over the cover so having a weighted blanket would just confuse that even more so don't need it get it out of here guys last thing we have on on our list here uh nebraska the 14 seed in the big 10 tournament is down to seven scholarship players. They've had, a, uh, I think, one or two injuries, and they had two suspensions at the end of the year. So going into the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska decided to add two football players to the roster. One was a backup quarterback who evidently was pretty good in high school. The other one uh, was a redshirt offensive tackle um, 
who was good for like eight points and 13 rebounds or something crazy in high school. Um, Chris, Chuck Sepapur, Nebraska putting football players on the roster for the Big Ten basketball team. Um, I'm going to chug that. Uh, they suck. They're terrible. So it's at least something good to watch. So chug. Um, I I would say, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to, I think I have to, to, to pour this. Um, Nebraska is awful. Aren't they like uh, historically terrible in college basketball, right? I've never known them to be good. They are not good. Right. Like, I mean, we're tennis. Chris and I are Tennessee fans, and Tennessee does not have a great history in basketball, and they are far superior to Nebraska. I wonder who the best Nebraska college basketball player is ever. That being said, like, you get to college football, like, with a very few exceptions, you, you are a specialist in your sport. Don't send the backup quarterback out there to tear his ACL trying to get a rebound or your backup tackle boxing somebody out and accidentally you know, elbows, you're actually good center. I, I just I pour it out. Let them, let them play if they need to play. Oh, good old Tyrone Lou's their best player of all time. <laughs> Man, nice. Thanks, Google. That's, that's got to be it by a wide margin, right? Um, number two is Andre Woolridge. And number three is Eric Piatkowski. Oh, he was like a white dude that shot a lot of threes Andre Woolridge was I don't remember him I was thinking of like um oh there was another like remember the Woolridge that played for UT his um yeah you're thinking his, of his dad Orlando maybe yeah he was like a heavy like big dunker in the late 80s I want to say but we're really like pulling hairs like the probably Kentucky's 60th best player is better than Tyron Lue <laughs> right <laughs> I don't understand um, how the football team is okay with two of their players. I know they're not starters, but two of their players playing basketball in a meaningless game. Nebraska's the 14 seed. Um, they're not going anywhere. I'm sure the players are all about it, and they're trying to relive their glory days because they're probably going to get on the court. I mean, they've only got seven scholarship guys. And this is coming from a Kentucky fan who Kentucky put a basketball player on scholarship because they only had three big men this year, or uh, a baseball player uh, on scholarship because they only had three big men this year. But this is a hard pour. It's the Big Ten tournament. You're going to lose in the first round. Um, I hope one of those players doesn't get hurt, but I'm, I'm surprised the football team allowed it to happen. Guys, this has been episode 31 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. Um, in retrospect, the NBA just claimed that the reason they canceled their season is because a Utah Jazz player tested positive for the coronavirus. They won't throw Rudy under the bus by mentioning his name, but they canceled their season because Rudy touched every microphone uh, in a press conference. Uh, it's been a wild day. Here's hoping we all have jobs next uh, next Wednesday when we record this thing. Yeah. Um, Here's hoping we have some sports to talk about. An SEC tournament. Georgia won the first game. Looks like Arkansas is going to win the second one tonight. Um, but I'm excited to see what the next week looks like, guys, in the U.S. And, and with sports. This has been episode 31 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. <laughs>